Welcome to the Good Midlife Podcast. A word of caution to our listeners this week. This episode contains words and phrases that might be offensive to some. So, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are recording on a Wednesday evening. I'm in Louisville. The weather is getting spring-like. Richard, where are you checking in from tonight? I am also in Louisville. I just had to be remote tonight. So, uh, long day at the office and uh, had to call in late. So yeah, yeah, those uh those damn real jobs. Um <laughs> so um well we want to thank everybody for listening. We had some great listens last week. Um our friends in Singapore keep listening, so I appreciate that. Uh also our friends in Nebraska uh and New York and Pennsylvania. We love our friends all over the country and the world. Keep listening, keep rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us at the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram. Follow Richard and Food Blog at Kenshin Crew on Instagram. Uh, also reach us at the Good Midlife at gmail.com. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into what's been going on in our Good Midlives. Richard, how was your weekend? Uh, it, it was uh, it was good. My brother made a surprise visit. It was my father's birthday, or we celebrated my dad's birthday a little bit early. Um, with rhubarb and pie? And uh, what's that with rhubarb pie no 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 i wish i wish <laughs> no my brother came in so it was good to see, hang out with him and visit with him and uh we went to el noche for lunch and then we went around to a lot of liquor stores because he is kind of a collector of bourbon and uh and uh so we uh went around to a couple of liquor stores to look for unique bourbon because north carolina because the abc controls liquor yeah. sales uh he has a hard time finding stuff what did he so, pick up? but it was did a good weekend good? overall uh he bought a uh bottle of maker's mark that i hadn't seen before i, I didn't I don't know what bottle it was. I'll have to get back to you on that. But yeah, he he looked around and he uh, he gets something new every time when he travels. So yeah, I um I, I bought some bourbon this week, but nothing spectacular, uh, nothing fancy. I got Yellowstone, which I like sometimes. So yeah, I, I like Yellowstone as well. Yeah, yep, I had some of that this week. It. Very tasty. Um, we had a nice weekend here too. We had a little date night on Friday night. Went out to um. Cafe Lulu, one of my favorite places, and that's where we had our first date many, many years ago. Um, so that was fun. And then um, I always, I always love the food at Lulu. We shared a calzone, shared the uh, wedge salad. It was very good. Um, a very lady and tramp of you. I know, right? Right. <laughs> like I, I don't need to eat a whole. Like, listen, I'm an old guy, and I'm getting. You got to watch the calories and stuff. So let's just split this. And, uh, and we, we got derby in a month. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And. Uh, you know, and then, and plus you get out of there for 55 bucks before the tip. So that's not bad. Um, yeah, and, that, that isn't bad in this day and age. Nope. Um, Saturday, we had a real fun day. Uh, just some, some, a lot of stuff in the morning, but then we got down to New Lou for the Bach Fest and um, walked around down there, had a beer for a little while. Really cool. Very packed. It was more packed than I've ever seen it. Um, th this event is not a novelty in Louisville anymore. It's a big deal. And then we headed over to Lynn Family Stadium to watch the boys in purple. And I've been watching Loose City Live since they uh, founded in 2015. And that was by far the worst game that I've ever seen them play. They lost 3-0. This is a team that contends for the championship every year and had a couple of new players and uh, uh, one fellow on defense who should not have been playing at that level. And um, he, he was pulled at halftime. But it was not a pleasant uh, home opener for the boys in purple. But back to the pitch again next week, and we'll see what happens. Um, 
and then Sunday we had a, a kind of a low key day. I, I really cooked a good dinner on Sunday, Richard. I used oh. this Mexican uh, recipe, uh, cochinita pibil, which is kind of a Mexican barbecue with uh, achiote, and they 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 do it in chunks. But I did it um, Kentucky style, where I just marinated it overnight, and then I I slow smoked it and had this pulled pork with that achiote flavor on top of it. Made some skillet elote corn. And it was uh, a really good, enjoyable dinner. And the in-laws came over and enjoyed that with us. So that was a, that was a good one. I wish I had posted pictures, but I did not get any photos of it. You ate it before you could get pictures? I did. I did. And it was gone, man. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something on Instagram about, like, I think it was Mexican burnt ends, basically, using Mexican oh. flavors. I was like, that sounds really amazing. That, that would be amazing. Like, if you use that achiote um, for the burnt ends, that would be really good. And Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I finally got a grill, um, and my next plan is to buy a smoker, freestanding smoker. So that's that's I uh, that's the goal. So I have not um, been disappointed with mine. Nothing bad has ever come off of that thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So very good. All right. Well, the other big news story from the weekend is the NCAA. The Final Four is set. Did you get to watch much basketball, Richard? Uh, I saw bits and pieces. Uh, I heard the Creighton game was, uh, I watched the end of the Creighton game. That was, I, I, I don't even know how to explain that. I, I really don't. I mean, it was, it looked like a foul, but I'm not really sure if it was a foul. The timing couldn't have been any worse. I mean, to call a foul at that point, I mean, it, it's like, just let it go to overtime. I mean, honestly, it was bad so timing. It, 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 it was. It's a it, tough. It's terrible. Tough, but I will say this: I was glad they called it because if they if that play happens with ten minutes to go in the game, it's a foul. And one of the most annoying yeah. things to me is that games can get a little bit out of hand late because the officials are scared to blow what is clearly a foul. And you know, Jay Wright talked about that a little bit after the game on CBS, and he said, you know. If it's a foul, it's a foul, but you want the game called consistently. And I didn't see enough of the game to tell you if that was consistent with the way they were calling fouls. I would say probably not because I haven't seen a consistent basketball game officiated in a long, long time. So that was a that that San Diego State Creighton finish was kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it. I mean, it, he was he had his hand on him. I mean, you had to call it. It's just. Yeah, it's like, and I'm like you, I didn't see enough of the game to know whether it was a consistent game or not. And that is a called game. And that, that was just interesting how that went down. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. And then we got Florida Atlantic beating Kansas state. Uh, that was a really good basketball game. Good finish. I was pulling for Kansas state to be honest with you, because I really enjoy watching Noel play. I thought he was the most exciting player in this tournament. And I wanted to see that guy keep going on. But Florida Atlantic's good. They've only lost three times, I think. So, uh, you know, we're going to have San Diego State or Florida Atlantic playing for the national championship on Monday night. That's unbelievable. Crazy, Just right? Just unbelievable. Yeah, it really and on, is. And on the other side, we've got a couple of names that we all know. Miami is there. I mean, they – I think it's their first Final Four, but, you know, they've been good for several years. They've won some ACC championships. Larinaga is a great coach. So, you know – I was kind of pulling for Texas, but Miami and everything that they've done the last several years, they're kind of due for one. So have no problem with that. Bottom of the bracket, it's Connecticut. They're, the staff is new. The coach is new, but the program has been here many times. 
and they are rolling. That was a good game uh, between them and Gonzaga on the Connecticut side. It was not a good game for Gonzaga. I could not believe that was a blowout. It's the same Gonzaga team every year. And it's like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a situation where it's like, hey, they need a new coach to like take him to the next level. Or is it just going to be like this for Gonzaga forever? I mean, I hate to say it that way. I mean, it could very easily. It's, I mean, I, th- I think what Mark Few has done there is nothing short of remarkable to build that program and keep it relevant nationally. But the number of elite players that he gets is never going to be what it's going to be at a place like North Carolina or Kansas or Kentucky or UCLA, tech UCLA, or maybe even a Texas, you know, now. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty amazing what he does with, with what he has. And, um, you know, I mean, God love him. He's had drew Timmy since 1982. That guy's been there forever. Yes, and finally, you know, we thought he was going to get a win, but, uh, no, not so much, you know, you and I texted a little, I had a really long text thread with one of my buddies during that game about how long, uh, drew Timmy had been, at Gonzaga. And, and finally, like we just kept going one upping the other. And the f- last one was he was helping Naismith invent basketball, but had to take a break to go work on <laughs> in the industrial revolution. So <laughs> God love him. Um, yeah. So, so with those four, who do you like? I think I'm, I, it's, I think UConn, I think uh, it, it's, I, I think it's UConn's championship to win. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with UConn. I think so too. You call, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, at the beginning when we did our, our uh, bracket podcast, I talked about four teams that were top 20 in Ken Palm offense and defense. And UConn was one of them. They're the last one standing. Uh, Texas, Bama, and Houston were the other three, I think. And so I, you know, based upon those metrics, I like UConn. Um, who am I pulling for at San Diego State? Man, I love watching yeah, that team play. Yeah. I, that yep, team is yes. good. And that team can win the whole thing. And I sure hope they win. Um, it was super cool at soccer on Saturday because the regionals were here in Louisville. And so San Diego state played on Friday and then again, Sunday and saw a couple of dudes with San Diego state jackets. They weren't playing. They were just old guys here just to watch the team, but it was kind of fun to see those guys coming out and watching Louisville soccer while they were in town for the tournament. So, um, you know, also, you know, just having that, that school come through our town, uh, I'm pulling for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, yeah, and I agree with you, and I, I I like them, and I'd like to see them. I mean, if they win it, I'd be shocked. But at the same time, is like, I it's just such an odd tournament. I was looking at the seeding right now. It's just like San Diego State is a five seed, Florida Atlantic is a nine seed, Miami's a five seed, and UConn's a four seed. I don't think I think UConn was a little. I think UConn was should have been probably ranked a little bit higher, but they were uh, underseeded. I think too, but yeah, yes, and uh, uh, and Florida yeah, Atlantic I, was underseeded. I was talking about that with my in laws this weekend. Um, that's a good team that probably should have been around the six or seven, as opposed to sitting there at nine. Yeah, yeah, but, maybe you know, they should have swapped with Kentucky. Probably so. Yeah, right. Would have. Yeah, we would. We could have played Penny Hardaway in the first round, and that would have been fun. Yeah, I'll play yeah, in Memphis. Exactly. How much fun would that have been? Um, yeah, I, I think I would have loved that. Actually, it would have been fun. So. All right. Well, we will see what happens. Um, I have no money on this. We were in a Calcutta together, uh, Richard and, and me and some other folks. And our group, the only team that we won money on was um, uh, who did we on uh, Arkansas? Arkansas. We're going to get a little bit back on Arkansas, but we um, ended up probably losing two thirds of what we bet. But still fun. 
And uh, I'm doing it again next year. You can't stop me. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm hooked now. And it's, yeah, it, it's it'll eventually much. pay off. Eventually. It will. It will. It will. Um, so shifting gears a little bit from one spectacular event to another, um, the lineup for Bourbon and Beyond came out recently. And we've talked about this. This is a big music festival in Louisville. Um, kind of. Uh, modern rock alternative Americana music festival that we have, and it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Um, I love it, and I'm pretty pumped about the lineup. What about you, Richard? Yeah, it's it, it is a very good, I think it's a good line. I think last year's was a little bit better overall. I agree, but, I totally um, agree. But the Saturday set list or set list or list is lineup is amazing. I'm at Black Keys, Black Crows, Avid Brothers. I'm looking at it right now. I'm at Old Crow Medicine Show. Spoon? Spoon. I've never seen them. Yeah, I want to see them. Yeah, it's just like I wish Band of Horses somehow got yeah. in here. Yeah. But and then and then you look at like Friday, the Killers. I used to be the biggest Duran Duran fan as a kid. I uh, wouldn't mind seeing them. I mean, there's and then Wayne Newton. Who? I Wayne mean, Newton. Wayne effing Newton. Wayne effing Newton. Uh, Brittany Howard uh, from uh, uh, Alabama Shakes. She's going to be there. She's fantastic. Bastille. Yeah. That's a really good day, the the Friday. I love the Killers. They're high up on my list of bands I've never seen. I kick myself for not seeing them when they played the Palace uh, here in Louisville when they were first coming out, when Hot Fuss was first hitting. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of kicked myself ever since. Duran Duran, I never thought I'd see them. Blondie is playing Sunday. I never thought I would see them. Debbie Harry was one of my first crushes as a kid. She was all things sex and rock and roll to me. And um, I, I just love them. Um, Bruno Mars is playing Sunday. Uh, let's Ron see. Bingham is really good. Bingham. Yep. 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 Babyface. He's still around. He's going to be there on Sunday. Um, and then Thursday, Brandy Carlisle's back. She was here last year. She's always good. Um, Billy Strings, Train, who... Uh, I have a deep-seated hatred of, and uh, <laughs> uh, Mavis Staples is there on Thursday. Thursday will probably uh, be... You're missing one, the Little Smokies. Oh, yes, <laughs> the Little Smokies. Drew Holcomb and oh. a neighbor, very good. So I've already bought my passes. I'm going to go all four days. I'm going to um, probably just go after work and catch Brandy Carlisle and Billy Strings on Thursday and then try to catch as much as I can the rest of the weekend. It is... Uh, always fun. If you've never been, it is a really well done event. Uh, last year, I think we had over 40,000 people uh, at the event for it. And they, they just bounce off one stage to another. They're right next to one another. It's about a five minute break in between acts. So the music keeps rolling, lots of food, lots of bourbon and, you know, fantastic acts. Now, like you said, last year was a little bit better. We got Jack White. We got uh, um, Pearl Jam. Uh, which is always good. We got Chris Stapleton. We got some of my very favorite people last year. But as it gets closer, I'm I'm more and more pumped about it. And you can listen from your backyard, right? I can. Yes, I can. And I, but I, I think I actually might, barring anything weird, I am. I think I'm going to try to go on Saturday. So I, I'd like. There's. I, I might even try to go Friday, or if I can hear Duran Duran from my backyard, then we're good. But I, I think I might try to go Saturday. The only thing I might have to worry about is uh, I'm training for a marathon and a long run on Saturday. So well, just you just gotta hydrate. I mean, there's a lot of beer at Bourbon and Beyond, so just just hydrate. Yes, exactly. So just hydrate. Exactly. Man. Cheap American beer is. Uh, I mean, the ultimate hydration tool. 
It is. It is. It is. Uh, Hydrating the South since a long time ago. Um, Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Anything on TV or movies or or books that you've uh, gotten into this week? You know, uh, we started uh, we started Ted Lasso uh, this week. Um, I have also started uh, this series on um, Netflix about Waco. Uh, the oh, yeah. Waco yeah, yeah. events in 1993, I think. Um, and that's pretty interesting. There's a series on Showtime or Paramount Plus now or whatever it's called, but showtime that is they did a mini series about waco and it has uh michael sheehan not sheehan shannon oh michael uh, shannon yeah 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 he was in it he's from lexington right yeah he is he is from lexington he's in it and they are doing a follow-up to it and so i started watching i'm gonna rewatch that series with uh the wife and um but and then I've started the Mandalorian. I'm still only two episodes in, so I can't get any reference points. Still a little slow, but I hear there's big things about to happen. So we'll see. I, but, I'm uh, two episodes deep it, on Mando too, and I like the second episode better than the first. And I can see that I see a lot of possibility and potential. So I'm I'm pumped. It's just hard for me to to find the time to to watch it. Um, yeah, independently. Exactly. But but I'm I, I do love it. Um, and I and I apparently I, I that's the same thing going on with Ted Lasso. It's like the first episode. It's like it, it's it's a great show. It's funny. It's and there's little hidden funny things in it. It's like sometimes it's just too slappy, I guess, mm-hmm. to to put it mildly. I, I think it's a good show, but there's times where I'm like, it just makes me cringe. Well, we've watched it twice now, all the way through, and I feel like you've got to get to about episode four before it turns the corner in season one. Yeah. And then and then yeah. it's rolling and it's rolling. So and we're caught up on that. And a new episode drops tonight. So we'll probably try to get in front of that if we can. We got some stuff going on. We're traveling next week, which I'll get to in a minute, but um far as us for movies and tv this week we uh jump back into the servant trying to wrap up season four on apple tv i really like that show it, it keeps getting it starts a little slow every season and it just just gets good again mid-season and it's uh creepy and eerie and uh make the hair stand up on the back of your neck the the halloween episode in season four is kind of over the top but it's like the street where they're all out and decorated and everybody's in costume but it's super creepy. That would be a really fun one to watch in the fall. Um, so, you know, enjoying that. And then I started a book this week called A Billion Years. And it's written by a guy who was really high up in the world of Scientology. And he, he was indoctrinated into Scientology by his parents. And that's all he knew. And then he went to work on L. Ron Hubbard's boat out in the ocean with Sea Org and was it was kind of slave labor for a while for him. And then ultimately he ascended. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but he ascends and is, is one of the leaders of you know high ups in Scientology and then ultimately breaks free and, and gets out. And it's pretty interesting. Scientology is kind of fascinating. It's kind of amazing that it took hold the way that it did with some people, but the, the book starts out like the forward is a letter to his children. He has three children, two of whom he had while he was in Scientology and he and his wife gave them over to the nursery or whatever to be taught and raised or whatever while he was doing work. And then uh, once he got out, he's got a, a younger child that he does has done regular normal life with. But 
his letter is basically to his two children because they're still in Scientology. They still have nothing to do with him. He is an apostate to them, and uh, he basically you know, apologizes to them and is sorry and just hopes for reconciliation and forgiveness and that they can be together again. And it's really, really kind of heart-wrenching that that forward from this this man to his kids and um man that thing is no joke that uh, scientology it's it's they do not play yeah 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 it, it's uh i i read earlier in the year it's it, another book about religion was under the banner of heaven a great book. that was yeah that was kind of surprising well the title of the book so, the title of this book a billion years is in reference to the billion year contract he had to sign to be in, enlisted in, in the, the Sea Org branch of Scientology, which is, you know, bananas. And then well, I did not know this. This is what I learned while I was – one thing I've learned so far in this book that L. Ron Hubbard believed he was Cecil Rhodes reincarnated. Cecil Rhodes, the English uh, imperialist, racist, the uh, Rhodesia in Africa was named after him. Uh, he was a diamond magnate. He was an all-around not great dude. And no, no, he was not. L. Ron no. Hubbard thinks he is the reincarnation of Cecil Rhodes. So, and also Cecil Rhodes was probably homosexual, which was something that Hubbard kind of preached against too. So, very, very interesting. Uh, that guy. That I I look forward to the documentary. <laughs> right, 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 right. So anyway, that's uh that's kind of the culture and uh, cultural world for this week that that we've been involved in. Um. So next thing we had talked about, Richard, you brought this up a couple times in a row, so let's go ahead and get to it. Um, let's talk about favorite swear words. You want to take this and 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 take point on this uh, discussion? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I mean, it's, it's an important subject matter, Jim. It really is, because when you're there, there's a couple, there's varying levels of uh, swear words, and there's there's some words that you can, and it's just like with certain audiences can and can't say, obviously. Right, right. And then, yeah. and then uh, it, it, and I'm referring to the, the B word and the C word, mm -hmm. uh, you can't say. Uh, but uh, it's, it's also a cultural thing because there's also interesting things about like what you can't, like, I think it's bullocks you can't say in England. Right. Um, and, and, and stuff like that, like on their like TV and stuff like that, where like here it's, it, nobody cares. Um, but it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting, like it's swear words and like using them and, and obviously like that. So uh, I, I, I gotta say my, the ultimate swear word, in my opinion is obviously fuck. And uh, I don't know if we'll get flagged for that, Jimmy. You can cut it if you need to, but uh, I'll just do a uh, disclaimer to start it out. That's what we'll do. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go back and record a disclaimer because the f bomb is the best. Do we have young listeners? I don't. I, do we have that many young listeners? We have, or does have that... many listeners. I I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'll go back and uh, I'll 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 do a little parental okay. guidance at the beginning and uh, oh, okay. hopefully that'll cover All us. Right. All yeah, right. I, I'm I'm fine. So, like, let's let them fly. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh the f bomb is my very favorite too, and I like it because you can use it as a noun, as a verb, as, yes. a, as a pronoun, as a as a, a an adjective. It's just there's so much you can do with it, and it's yeah. just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's the best one, really. Um, you know, I know I had a girlfriend once who really liked the c word, and um, I didn't totally understand that, but okay, go ahead. 
Um, I, I've she was of, a lady, Jim. She, she was a lady. She was indeed a lady. Um, uh, that's fact. Uh, and uh, then there's some that you can just say like they're not even swear words, but they're just words you can just get away with that are like I say balls all the time. Like if something goes bad, like oh balls, you know balls. Yeah, that's 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 the one that I use all the time. Um, probably wouldn't do it in a corporate meeting, but uh, you know, under my breath at work, that happens all the time. So yeah, it just just balls. And nobody yeah. nobody cares about that one. Um, did you grow up in a house with a lot of profanity? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 and I remember, it, it, and I remember cussing in front of my parents for the first time, and it was kind of like in a Christmas story where Ralphie says fudge, but he doesn't really say fudge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and his dad kind of overreacts or it's his dad looks at him like i can't believe you said that and i i remember saying that and uh yes but i it's i did hear a lot i we made models as like with my dad and there's a lot of f-bombs from that yeah, yeah. so yes i did not like my dad would would drop some some dammits and some shits but the f-bomb never really flew at my house so the first time i heard my my mom throw out an f-bomb once like when i was a lot older deep into adulthood and it was kind of jarring to me and like we we did not we were not allowed to to say much of much profanity like fart was a bad word in our house and uh like one day i said something about i don't give a crap and my my mom got all over me i said i didn't say i just said crap She's like well so it means the same thing as shit so don't be saying that you know yeah so, yeah i don't think was... i heard i don't i don't remember any uh I don't remember f bombs, so I, I'm probably similar to you in that regard. I, I I don't. I mean, I'm sure there were, but overall, it's just like I remember. There's a famous story. It's just like my dad and I. It's like it, it kind of reminds me of like in Jaws. It's just like, but I'm shaving and practice shaving with my dad, and he cut himself and he said oh shit or shit, and I my mom heard a little voice say shit too, so. There you have it. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember any, uh, well, I take that back. I do remember an F word at a Tennessee football game. Well, that's understandable. That's, that's fine. You know, I did that at at a a, uh, group of fraternity guys. I did did that at uh, the city game, the loose city game on Saturday night, we were sitting there and this guy and his son came back and I don't know who they were because they were someone who I guess had bought seats from, from the people who usually sit with us in our group. And they were sitting there and and I was talking to Elizabeth and other, not them, but others around us. And just out of the corner of my eye, I see the third goal go in for El Paso. And I just scream, fuck. And I'm like, oops, sorry about that. Did I really do that? Oops, my bad. Nope. Uh, that got by. So fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's understandable. Occasionally that'll fly out at a football game um, or whatever, basketball, soccer. Do you remember like as a kid when you first started using um, profanity like whether it was on the bus or just when you're outside playing with friends and just how bad you were at it and just the nonsensical profanities that you would throw out, like, it, like trying to put them in sentences and it just didn't make any sense, but you had to get them in. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I definitely remember like when I, it's just like where, where it started, so to speak. And then where it's, um, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a and where I, it continued and, and where it just kind of held yeah, and right, how bad it right, was. Right, 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 right. Um, 
Well, I still have friends who don't use any profanity and I have friends that use a minimal and I have friends that use a lot. And I would say I'm on the moderate range of that spectrum. Um, I have a friend from college who she she had another friend who who taped herself when she was like eight years old, this little eight year old girl. And she just, you know, when you have had a tape recorder back when we were kids and she just tapes it and she says this little petite girl says, now I'm going to tell you all the cuss words I know. The first word is fuck. The second word is motherfucker. The third word is fucker. Third word is shit. And some people say shut up is, but I don't think it's one. It's hilarious. It's comic <laughs> gold. I mean, just a little petite boy saying that. And we laughed about that a lot in college. Um, you know, or, you know, the kid who in uh, fifth grade social studies has to draw a map and he like names it tampon river and you know period airport or whatever and gets in trouble like it's just nonsense yeah i it's like i remember cussing in front of my dad then cussing in front of my mom kind of like you it's like mom didn't react too well to it didn't appreciate it whereas like dad just kind of let it roll off and i mean he said you basically can't say that but and that's as far as it went but and then i i grew up watching like movies like stripes and yeah porkies and and stuff in cannibal run and stuff like that so i was bound to hear him and pick it up so and think it was everyday language so but i couldn't watch mtv but i could watch r-rated <laughs> movies so so anyway but yeah, yeah i think i think fuck is all the right all the way around it's like there is i think there is a comedian who does what you were just the variation all the, yeah of, yeah all the things yeah, you can do with fuck, it yeah. and then um, and then what's that? There's that English or he, he, I think he's Scottish. There's a bit about like he's in Tibet and there's this like he talks about everybody, you know, fuck is universal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like basically it's Conley, Con, Tim, Con, not Tim Conley. Uh, oh, but it, yeah. Billy Conley. It, yeah. Billy, Billy Conley, Conley says yeah. basically you could be in Tibet and a, a Buddhist monk is messing with your luggage at the airport and you can say, hey, fuck off, and he knows exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who, um, in high school, uh, a couple of guys moved to my town. They were Chinese um, via Korea, and one of the kids learned all of his English from watching R-rated movies. So it was nothing but a tirade of profanities. Um, and then the other one learned a lot of English from watching porn. So they were some interesting dudes to hang out with. <laughs> That's great. That, 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 that just, I mean, we, I think we should name, uh, the, the podcast that just, yeah, right. it's like, right. yeah, the right. description will be that it's like you learned your cuss words from, uh, R-rated movies and porn. Right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that, right. that, that, yeah. So that, that, that is hilarious. Yeah. So. They were good dudes though. Um, all right. So so if you guys have any uh, thoughts on profanity or ones you love or things you like to say, send it to us via email at the good midlife at gmail dot com. Um, we are going to take a again, break. Singapore. We're looking at you. Yeah. What kind of what, what do you got, Singapore? Um, what's your profanity situation? Um, we're going to take a break next week. I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to take a, a, a trip to Texas and have a lot of fun I'm going to state a ranch with some a full herd of longhorn cattle. They've got a. A stream where we can do a little fishing, nice patio. We can grill, sit outside, play a little guitar, read a book, smoke a cigar, all the things, and then head down to Big Bend and do a little hiking, see Balanced Rock, get out there in the in the uh, desert, 
Um, our Airbnb in Terlingua, Texas is an RV. So should have good stories in two weeks. And if you know anything about me and travel, I'm going to have good stories no matter where. Oh, I Something's going to happen. Oh, so, I hope they're sleepwalking. Uh, no, <laughs> we haven't told that one on the pod yet. No, I got to get to that. One. That's uh, Stay tuned. That's people. a good one. Stay tuned. Um, well, you know, our Utah trip last year was it was kind of spring break was, was kind of wild. It was very eventful. Um, I had a couple family members who got sick, uh, a couple other incidents. I broke a tooth on the last day. It was, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. So hopefully this is not as eventful, a little bit safer. And um, regardless, we're going to have a lot of fun and, and get out of town. Just be careful break. of the rattlesnakes and the scorpions and yeah. the bulls and the bulls. Yes. Yes. So. Well, they're all steers. They're all neutered, so that's good. And um, I've hung out on this range before, and the Longhorns are so docile. Really, you can walk right up to them, and they're so they're they're cooler than regular cows. Actually, I, they were they're really fun. So I'm really looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Very relaxing. Yep. Uh, so you've just jinxed yourself. So I'm going to try to ride one. Is what I'm telling you guys. I'm going to see oh, if this time Jesus. I can ride one. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. There's only one rodeo champion on this podcast, <laughs> That's sir. True. That's true. Well, for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, safe travels. And, yeah, uh, for and sure. For travels, sure. Hopefully for sure. everything is good here while we're gone. Um, I will be in Evansville, okay. I think. Okay. So, All right. Very good. That's my spring break. Fun. And then when we're back in two weeks, we will be... Uh, Full on spring, we'll be in the heart of Derby season. Uh, when we get back, we actually fly in on Friday, and then Saturday we're going to Keeneland for the Bluegrass Stakes. So major Derby prep race. I will report about that next week too, or in two weeks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, very fun. All right, Richard. Anything else you have tonight? No, no. Come on, Singapore. Right in. We want. We want to hear who you are and and tell us about you. We want to hear it. Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. All right. Very good. Well. Thanks for listening again, as always. Um, we're going to get out there. We're going to keep living our best fucking midlives, and we want you guys to do the same. So have a Fuck great yeah. two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see it's you soon. It's sunny. It's warm. <laughs> fucking A. Fucking A. Fucking A, Bubba. Fucking A. Good.